Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Y'all be in prayer for Ty. Ty has an extremely uh, challenging point going forward in, in his part of this ministry because we got the front tire back for the tractor and they put it on backwards and Ty's about to die. His OCD is at level 1 million. I was really surprised that the tire was on there this morning. I, I really am. And, you know, it's the front left and tractor tires have the grooves that have to go, you know, certain way. Right. Well, they put it on backwards and 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 you can't just flip the rim around. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't work like that. And have you tried turning it over? It doesn't work, does it? doesn't work. But, but listen, y- y'all seriously, we were standing over there. He sold some cows yesterday to Trent, and we were standing over there. The tractor's where the front door is, and Ty just, you know, he seems distracted. He's like... And finally, I was like, what, what's happening? He goes, is that tire on backwards? <laughs> he had seen it from a quarter mile away. So anyway, I love you, brother. If you need me, you just come inside, okay? If it just gets to be too much, you just come inside, okay? I love you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're in the final installment of a uh, series called Kingdom Cowboys. Kingdom Cowboys, becoming a man of word and deed. Becoming a man of word and deed. Uh, Well, if, if you come out to the ranch... Uh, if you walk in our shop, it looks like an engine died a horrible death right inside the door with all of the oil and everything, but it was just me trying to change the oil. Now, if you've been at Save the Cowboy for very long, of all of the differences between me and Ty, we share one very strong deal is that we hate oil and grease. Okay, I can have cow crap all over me in my mouth, never worry about it, anything. But if I get any oil or grease on me, I'm just like, it's a texture. I don't know. I, I think I'm, well, I'm on the spectrum. I know that, right? I, I'm good with that. But like, I don't like oil. I'm just like, ooh, 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 right? So, but, but when it's $300 to change your oil, when it's diesel, I, I'm just like, I got to do it myself, you know? And so I, I went online and I bought two things, okay? I bought an oil pump, number one, and number two, I bought a drain plug that, you know, just goes into your drain pan right there, and then it has another thing, you kind of open it up like a Coke can or something, and you put this other deal on there and it's got a tube. Well, I hook that tube up to my oil pump and I just suck all of the oil right into the container. I'm like, I'm a genius. I get under there, I'm doing all that stuff, and that's the only time that wearing glasses is good because the, the dirt doesn't fall in your eyes, you know what I mean? And so you're up under there. I got, I'm, I kid you not, I got all of the oil out of my truck without spilling a single drop. But the thing is, is that the oil filter is scientifically designed by engineers 
the smartest people on earth. The oil filter is scientifically designed so that when you have to unscrew it, it will run down your left arm and congeal in your left armpit. It, there's, no, uh, there's no way to not do that, right? So I went from 13 quarts of oil without spilling a drop to spilling every single ounce of it out of the oil filter, right? Well, so I, I finally get that done and, and, and it's okay and it's no big deal and I'm not even mad. I clean my arm off and everything. So I, I get everything hooked up. I get the, the oil filter, the new oil filter back on. And so now it's time to put the oil back in. Well, see, I buy five gallon, you know, like five quarts at a time. It's in the bigger jug, right? Because, I mean, it's 13 quarts. But the oil filler spot is scientifically designed to where you can't get a five-quart deal over there to pour it in. Okay? But luckily, I have an oil pump. I stick one hose in the five-quart container. I stick the other end of the hose, hook the two little alligator clamps up to the battery and hit start. And it goes, and it just pumps it right in. I am the smartest dude in the world. And as I am celebrating, I hear something. Most people wouldn't have caught it. I'm surprised I caught it with my hearing. But this is what it sounded like. That was the sound of the outgoing tube slipping off the pump while it is going. And I bet I sprayed like an impact sprinkler oil over half the shop before I could get things turned off and, and put back in, right? Now I'm mad, right? Now I'm mad. Uh, the only place oil didn't get was inside the engine where it belongs, right? So I got it shut down and I got all that, got everything done, closed up, everything's good to go. I pull my truck out, I look at the massacre site like a robot had died. But luckily when I bought the deal and the pump, I bought some oil cleanup stuff just for this very very thing. So I get my, my liquid stuff and like it's just spots everywhere. A couple of pretty good sized puddles but from the oil filter. But anyway, I, this stuff is supposed to clean anything, right? So I, I spread it everywhere and I'm like, yeah, that looks like it's working. Well, how are you supposed to clean it up? Well, nobody said anything about this. So it kind of didn't look like it was doing a very good job. So I got an old broom. It started, you know, really, really what I thought was doing was cleaning it, but really what I was doing is just painting <laughs> the oil spill. If you walk in our shop right now, the cleanup consisted of not cleaning but spreading the oil spill until it looked like a 304 small block had been sacrificed to PETA. So, I apologize to my crew, and, uh, and thank you uh, when Ty and Mitch were gone. Thank you to Brett and Daryl for handling 100% of everything. They did a fantastic job. I don't want them to uh, go on without my thanks after that. But, but after much meditation, contemplation, exaltation, and protestation, 
I decided that changing the oil and not getting dirty is the God realm. And I'm not God. There's just certain that God's the only one I think that could do that. Right? Or you must be blessed by Him in order to do that. But today, we are not going to talk. We've spent five, four weeks previous talking about things that we should do as cowboys in the kingdom of God. But today, we get to talk about what God's going to do. Now, we are fallible, right? We make mistakes. We don't ever get everything. He gets it right one million percent. There's not a percent. He's perfect. He never makes a mistake, right? And today, we get to talk about, as cowboys in the kingdom of God, of what things God is going to do for us. As I said, we're in the last part of a series called Kingdom of God, and I've already told my wife, I warned Ty and Mitch this morning up here before we started, my people, my guys, my gals, my cowboys, regardless of gender, today is y'all's day. You will have a spot to participate today, and if you are one of my people, I know that you're going to get this check off a bucket list item that you never knew you had. So you be listening for the part in the sermon where you can participate and it's going to be grand. But we are in the last part of the series, Kingdom Cowboys, in the very first part. I'd love for you to go back and listen if you haven't. We talked about Kingdom Cowboys encourage each other. We encourage each other. Now, a lot of the times the way we encourage each other especially cowboys, is by putting each other down. It's, it's just one of those things. But if we put you down, we like you. If we joke with you, we like you, okay? It's just one of those things, kingdom of cowboys. And then in the second part, we got into the, uh, what is the kingdom of God? Great, great uh, sermon. I, I've gone back and listened to it. I loved that sermon. Uh, and then on the third week, we talked about the, the sin trifecta that's so hard for cowboys to do, right? It's so hard for us to, uh, to deal with lazy, timid, and weak. And the Bible specifically calls out those three things of how we, as mature believers, can help those believers that are lazy, timid, and weak. Okay? And then last week... We actually found where God explicitly tells us what he specifically wants from us. And if you have ever thought, what does God want from me? You should go back and listen to last week. Because God explicitly tells us what he wants from us. And it's not what you think. And then this week, we go from what we should be doing in our lives to what God is doing in our lives. And don't be surprised if it blows your mind. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting in verse 23, Paul concludes his first letter to the church at Thessalonica, the Thessalonians, and he says, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Now, I, there's, there's so many things in these verses that I just love, so I'm going to tell you about everything that I love about these verses. First off, God of peace. Have you ever, like, like there's a video game out there called God of War, and, and the of shows you what that God stands for with whatever adjectives follows it, right? Well, Paul here says our God is a God of peace, of peace. 
And isn't that what we're really searching for is peace and harmony without all of this ah, rah, 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 that this world gives? Man, we're looking for our bubble of peace all the time. And Paul tells us that our God is the God of peace, right? Our struggle here on earth. Listen, I, I, I've been, maybe I've said this because I can't remember if I'm just talking to Ty and Mitch and uh, my guys or I'm talking to y'all because feel about you the same way but when somebody tells me that they're a Christian you want to know what I really want to do I want to walk up and hug them and say I understand because if you authentically follow God and you give your life to him it's called dying to self and there's nothing that's easy about that but because he is a God of peace our struggle on earth becomes the easy way in heaven for eternity. He takes our struggle down here and gives us eternal peace and rest, exactly what we're searching for down here. We're not gonna find it, but we can find the God that makes that and he has invited us. So our struggle on earth becomes the easy way in heaven. But the easy way on earth, it ain't gonna work out so good in the long run. Just warning you. Don't, don't let it be said, you know, without God, it ain't no good. It ain't no good. God may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Now, there's a, there's a word in there that, man, just so often we can just slip on past and, and not even think about what it means. But it says, now may the God of peace make you Okay, you're not gonna, I mean, like this is his realm, okay? You can't do this next part. Only God can do it, and he promises us that he will, right? This means it can't be done by us, only by God. It takes a divine touch to make this happen, and the divine wants to transform you. Now may the God of peace make you, okay? Now that's not meaning that he's gonna make you do something that you don't wanna do. He's going, this is in a transformative sense, right? That he transforms us into something. And listen, you cannot come face to face with the living God and remain unchanged. Okay, now that doesn't mean that everybody will accept him. Some come face to face and they're like, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't believe in you. They blaspheme God and they turn around and they go the other direction. But they have changed. Now, may the God of peace make you. Make you. Well, make us what? Holy. Now, may the God of peace make you holy. And this is, I, I've got like this several thousand dollars that I have invested in Logos, Logos Bible software. It, it is amazing. It's like driving an F-22 Raptor, the most advanced fighter jet on the planet, down my driveway. That's how, I, that's about the only thing I can do with this software. But this, this comes out of that software, okay? So, Obviously, you're going to be able to tell because this is smarter than I am. What is holy? While holy is sometimes used in a ceremonial sense, the main use is to describe God's righteous nature or 
the ethical righteousness demanded of his followers. Okay? Holiness is a unique quality of God's character. Now, may the God of peace make you... Oh, poor girl, that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> She's a little pukey, poor girl. Poor girl. Uh, while holy is, holiness is a unique quality of his character. Listen, let, let me try to describe this. Y'all don't want to see that? You'll throw up too. Quit looking. Y'all are, y'all are weird. Golly. <laughs> Listen, holiness is the God groove. Okay? I mean, like, like that's, that's when you get in the groove. You're doing what God told you to do the way he told you to do it. You're traveling the roads he told you to travel. You're staying off the trails that he told us to stay away from. That's holiness. It's a unique character of God. And the Bible commands us, be holy for I am holy. Right? But see, we should be holy, but we can't make ourselves holy. Only God can do that. And he does that along with us as we're traveling that road. Right? This is the God groove. It is the alignment of our life with God's. Listen, do you want me to tell you how to get 100% of your prayers answered? I can, I can, I'm, I'm not joking. I can guarantee that 100% of your prayers will be answered when you learn to pray for what God wants. This is not rocket science. When we pray for what God wants, He answers those prayers every single time because it is Him. It is Him. You can't miss a loop. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen... I've seen Ty, I've seen Mitch, doctoring cattle out in the pasture. Man, these guys can't miss. I've had a day or two like that, where he just, man, he just throw something and it catches, right? That, that, that's the God zone. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen whenever you are holy. That's not it. I'm just saying that you cannot help but be blessed when God has made you holy. And it's going to be in ways that you never even dreamed of. I'm so proud of my wife. I mean, she's a dog show girl, right? There's dog shows all over the country right now. And she tells all of her people, and she's a professional dog handler. She should be working in Pueblo right now. She goes, I don't work on Sundays. That's, that's God's time. And you know what? She wins. And people can't, I mean, she beats old dogs with puppies. Well, it's because she's in the God zone. I mean, she has put her priorities in line and God blesses those priorities. Now, I'm not saying that she never gets beat. Of course she does. But that's the God zone. That's the holy that we're looking for. Listen, as a plane, did you know that when a plane's engines are running, a plane cannot help but fly? Like it, the... A landing a plane is a controlled crash, okay? But just as a plane can't help but fly, the holy can't help but be blessed by God. That's why we go over these things. That's why I teach you to do this and to do that and to stay away from this and stay away from that because it will make you into the person that you know God wants you to be.
And when you start becoming that person, the blessings, I mean, God even says the blessings will, will overflow and run into your lap. And that's with money. Think about all the other ways God can bless us. All the other ways God can bless us. Well, let's see what it says. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. In every way. Not a few ways. Not here and there. He's not going to make you holy with what you're good at and leave the bad out. No, he's going to inundate you with holiness. Listen, God wants to make you holy in every single way because God is not a God of partition, but one of provision. Can I get a reverend? I got three. I, that's horrible. That's horrible. Oh, well. Oh, well. I won't try that again. God is not a God of partition, but a God of provision. Listen, God wants to make you holy in every single way. But the thing is, God is the only one that can make us holy. God is the only one that can make us holy. Your best effort won't get it done. On your best day, you will never get there on your own. God will make us holy because of our faith in what he did for us. See, when we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe that he was sacrificed for our personal sins, then that faith that we have in that sacrifice opens the door to everything that God wants from us. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. We're talking about things that God does for us that we can't do for ourselves. It is more than we could ever earn, imagine, or do for us, ourselves, right? That's what we're talking about. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. Listen, God's not going to leave any part out, which is, listen... God is not going to leave any part out. That's why he wants to be in every part of your life. Does that make sense? I mean, like, this isn't just a eh, give a little, take a little. No, this is all or nothing. There's no, well, he's dead, but he hasn't made up his mind yet, right? It's all or nothing, and there's going to be a point for you one day when you're going to have to decide who is the Lord of your life, your wants and dreams and desires, or God, right? He wants to inundate our whole spirit, soul, and body. We are made for eternity. We are made for eternity, not instantaneous, our whole spirit, soul, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept. Be kept. Listen. God ain't letting go of you. Listen. God is tied hard and fast to you. 
Now, you may buck and ball and run in circles and choke yourself down and stuff like that, but God's got you, guys. A lot of people ask me, do you believe in once saved, always saved? Yes, I do, but with a byline to it. I believe that truly saved is truly saved. That if you walk away from Christianity, it's not that you walked away from God. You never had him in the first place, right? Because of this right here. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. Listen, God isn't letting go. And Jesus said this in John 18, verse 9. I did not lose a single one that you gave me. Jesus in prayer talking to God. I did not lose one that you gave me. Oh, a single one. (laughs) Not just one. A single one. Have y'all seen that? uh, Have y'all seen that picture? I'm probably going to buy it. Uh, that's floating around on social media right now and it's this cute the cutest little lamb you ever saw and it's been in the mud and it's standing there looking and it's tired and afraid and in the background is blurry and it's Jesus at a full out sprint I was that one you were that one He's not going to let you go. I had the greatest gift given to me by my little sister. My dad took a bunch of my grandmother's old uh, photo albums. See, photo albums used to be in a book, kids. (laughs) We could copy and paste things into it. And you'd have to peel back the the cellophane, right? It's, It's ancient plastic. Okay. You had to peer it back and it had like these sticker deals on, but you could still take it off and read what was on the back, right? June 9th. No, no, no. September 9th. Sorry. September 9th, 1984. My little sister found in one of her photo albums, the bulletin from the First Baptist Church of Big Lake, Texas. And at the top of it in her handwriting is Kevin was baptized today. Did you know I did not have that date? I didn't know when it was. See, God has kept me since that day. And he's kept you since your day. And if you haven't had your day yet, it's time. It's time for you to make up your mind of who's going to be the Lord of your life. Because God is going to keep you for eternity. Not just keep you, but he's going to keep you blameless. Only God can judge if someone is blameless, and he does so through the lens of perfection of his son. And what I mean by that is when we accept or when we know that Jesus died for our sins, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and Jesus' sacrifice, we become the righteousness of God by what Jesus did for us because he swapped places with us. So when God looks at you, he sees his son. He doesn't see the mistakes. Only God can say, I will remember their sins no more. Only God is capable of that. We're not. Forgive and forget. Yeah, whatever. We can't do that. Kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Let me tell you something. Here's another guarantee. Jesus is coming for either the church 
at the rapture or Jesus is coming at your death. And both of those things are closer than you ever imagined. Both of those things are closer than you can ever imagine. And if it's death, there's no going back. There's no going back after that. You're, the decision is made. And then it says in the next verse, verse 24, God will make this happen. See, this today is all about what God's going to do. He's going to keep us holy. He's going to keep us blameless until our Lord Jesus comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. See, it says God will make this happen. You want to know what? You are a living prophecy. You. You are a living prophecy. Did you know that Jesus said that, he, that God will not send him back until the fullness of the Gentiles is complete? The fullness of the Gentiles. Meaning that I guess that there is a number that God has in mind, and when they reach that number... He is coming back. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're holding things up. I ain't going to tolerate this no more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why do you think God has so much invested in you? He invested his son in you. And all he asks for in return is to guide us to lead us to a place that we cannot get to on our own and not only guide us, but he wants to care for us, feed us, clothe us, love us. Why do you think God has invested so much in you? This is where the realm where only God lives. God will make this happen. He who calls you is faithful in Revelation 29, 11, it says this, Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there, which answers the question, are there animals in heaven? Well, there's at least horses, cowboys. <laughs> then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. It's right, and it wasn't a paint horse, y'all paint people. It's not a paint. I, I said it. I said it. White horse, unblemished. You paint people. Y'all pray for these paint people. <laughs> That's why Indians were so good in battle. They were so mad by the time they got there, having to ride paints and Appaloosas. They were vicious. Then I saw, we can take some bunny trails, can't we? Then I saw, we're at the end, we're at the end. Then I saw heaven open and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. For he judges fairly and wages a righteous war on your behalf. All of these promises made will one day come to fruition in your life because you are a living prophecy. Bless you. He who calls you is faithful. Are you? Can you be? What if God is asking you today, to start a new life with new objectives, with new priorities. What if he says, you know what, man? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You just follow the trails that I tell you to follow. I'm going to warn you of all the trails that lead to dead ends. No matter how sweet they sound, no matter how good they look, no matter how exquisite they taste. I have warned you of all of the things that will lead you away from me. He is faithful. Are you? What can you do today that will make a difference in yours and your loved one's eternity? I want you to know that I believe in every single one of you. I wouldn't be standing here today if I didn't want to spend eternity with every single one of y'all. God is waiting right there for you. He's waiting on you to give Him your life and what He gives us in return. When we finally get there, the one promise I can make is that you will look back on your life and think I would have done it 10 times harder, 10 times longer to have what I have now. And He doesn't even ask us to do that. He just says, love Him. Let Him care for you. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Will you take it today? And be a kingdom, or be a cowboy in the kingdom of God. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the things that you do for us because you are faithful, God, and we give you the glory and honor of everything that happens here. God, you are our purpose, our light, and our life. May we follow you with every ounce of our love and being until one day you come back to get us, whether all at once or individually. God, we pray for those that don't know you, that their lives may be changed. They can do it right now by just saying, God, I'm tired of it, and I want to live my life for you. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me, and I'm going to, because you did that for me, that affords me the opportunity to live every second with every breath for you. God, I pray that somebody out there has just prayed that prayer and that they will get in touch with me or somebody else to follow it up with the believer's baptism. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Don't go anywhere yet. Don't go anywhere. We've got a couple of announcements. Tyler and Willie, come on up. Sorry, I have some uh, cement shoot on. So, well, thank you. One, I just want to close out with everybody. What a wonderful series Kingdom Cowboys have been, and I think we should give Kevin a hand for that. So, <laughs> seriously, like studying as a pastor and studying putting those things together it was just so well put together, and and I think one of the best ones we've had here is amazing. So I wanted to to touch on that, but. Um, we will have Sunday evening service tonight, so tonight at 6 o'clock, um, we will be here and we'll be finishing our series we've been in about 
reaching out to people and, and just how we talk to people about Jesus and the things in our life. And I just wanted to take a second to to thank everybody. And, and so many people have reached out this week, and it's been a big deal to me because I, I walked off the stage last week uh, feeling like I just really let Save the Cowboy down, and I didn't do a very good sermon. And the response from that this week has just been overwhelming. Like, um, I had somebody, Shannon's back there somewhere, made clothing, um, ha- has made clothing from, from the sermons and people reaching out to me. But, but the, the most awesome thing is somebody back there telling me that they're trying everything they can to bring people in. And that, that, that's what it's about. So that is such a compliment. And <laughs> amen. So thank you guys for that. You know, it, it, it can be hard and can be lonely up here, getting up here and talking. And, and you guys have just taught me, you know, with God, the importance of, you know, the, the lesson of if you live for the approval of man, you die by the rejection. So you guys are amazing. Let's keep it coming. Keep, keep it coming in. And, and I couldn't do without you guys. But it is live stream, too. And we've, we've, I get just as many messages from live stream and all that. So I see you guys, too. So I know sometimes we can forget the cameras are rolling. But, but thank you guys so much, too. Um, what you got, Willie? Well, starting December 3rd, I'm going to lead off the Bible study for, uh, we're going to go through Luke leading up to obviously his birth and what have you, but we're going to try and there's a Facebook challenge I did the past couple of years and you kind of read a chapter a day leading up to Christmas. But what we're going to do is we're going to do, we're going to try and break it down to about seven chapters a day in three weeks. Uh, we're going to start on the third, about 8 a.m., um, we're just, I'm not going to go verse for verse and everything like that. I want you guys to kind of study it personally at home, and then we can discuss it that morning before church. Uh, 8 a.m., uh, we're going to do about seven chapters a day just to try and get it all banged out in time. Uh, I think it's going to be a great, a great way to lead into Christmas. So that's all. Yeah. Say that one more time. One chapter a day. Did I say that wrong? You said seven chapters a day. Yeah, I said well, that backwards. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're doing a little math. Yeah. Math and me and math all work. It's Sunday. I'm not supposed to math. So we'll save that for when I'm actually supposed to be at work. Yeah. The day off, I don't math very well. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I got. When does that start, Willie? We're starting on December 3rd. Awesome. So yeah, I mean. First Sunday of December, we're going to start that. So be here for Bible study too. It is so important in our relationship with God to not not just be fed what what I'm telling you and what Kevin is saying and Mitch and everybody else, but to understand the Bible and understand what Jesus is saying. And I just I think that's amazing that Willie's doing that for us. So be here. It, 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 I can't stress the importance of of what an amazing opportunity that is. Yep. So. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I got. Yeah. Thank you. I think we're good now. Let's let's close out in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for, for the wonderful people that are in this room, that, that you, you bless our ministry through them and, and that you give us the opportunities to have a relationship with you and to, to bring people in and to study your word, Lord. In, in the past, people haven't had an opportunity to, 
to always have a Bible present or to always be there with you. And the fact that we get to do that with each other is just so amazing, Lord. I, I pray a special blessing upon everybody as we go into our week and we, we, we live our lives for you and, and we, we pursue your kingdom, Lord. May, may we never forget and may we never, never forget the fact that there's so much more in sight and that your kingdom is our ultimate goal, Lord. And may you put that on everybody's hearts. It's in your name we pray. Amen.